Welcome to the 3D Disciples Podcast, where we're working together to develop disciples who display God's love as we deploy into God's world. I'm your host, Hannah, and with me today, as always, is Jason Hunter, pastor of FBC Clarion in Clarion, Pennsylvania. Time to hit the trail running. Develop, display, deploy. Are these military commands or are we out to battle? What's happening? (laughs) All right. So, yeah, that's the three D's uh, behind the 3D disciple um, idea. So the three D's are develop, display and deploy. That's a tongue twister. Yeah, it is kind of (laughs) hard. Don't say it's too fast too often. No, no. Yeah. So. I tried to think about biblical commands, as uh, I, th- I said in an earlier podcast, you know, the mission of the church hasn't really changed from its inception. Um, okay. we, we have the same kind of commands, the same kind of tasks that we've always had. Um, and, and what we're trying to do is just how are we going to frame that? How, how are we going to use that for direction? And so I, I tried to pick three words that, that lined up with what I felt like the real task of the church was. Um, so number one is develop, uh, which comes from at least it comes from a lot of places. Um, and when we get into that lesson, we're going to take a little bit deeper dive in, in the kind of the total idea of development. But uh, probably the premier one is what we call the Great Commission. You know, go, therefore, make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them all that I commanded you. And lo, I'm with you to the end of the age, Matthew 28. 19 through 20, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the command is go make disciples. Um, okay. And so I, I chose the word develop um, because what we've done is we've gone and make and like, oh, once they've once they've been made, we're done. Um, and, and so I wanted a word that was a continuous word. Um, and that would be for new believers or new disciples as well as old disciples, mm-hmm. because wherever you're at, you can still develop more. You can still grow more. You can oh, still yeah. mature more. And I'm so, sure someone in their older age would be like, I'm done developing, but I don't well, want to do this anymore. No, actually, I, I've talked to some 80-year-olds, and, and, yeah. and they're still experiencing things in life, and, and they're still growing and learning to depend on God. A, a, a lady in our church who lost her husband a, new, for you, a few years back, yeah. and, and her, I've seen her mature and grow even in, you know, at her age in that process. Oh, there's a book by Catherine Marshall. It's like my favorite of her journey after losing her husband. So I imagine this woman in our church is similar, but yeah. And so, so, so so that's that word is that the whole making process and we're supposed to be teaching and learning and, and and you're just never really done. So no matter where you're at, you can get on the, you can develop more. And so that, that, that's where that word came from. Okay. So let's develop. And then we have display. So yeah, there's a verse in the Bible that says, uh, this is a Jason paraphrase and I won't even be able to quote you a reference, but you can Google it and uh, find it. <laughs> uh, so, um, but it says basically, do your good works before men so they will see them and glorify your Father in heaven. Mm. And so one of our tasks, one of the tasks of the church is to display God's love to the world. And like, so we do good works. We we treat people nice. We, we engage our community in whichever way you can to bless them. We do good things to them so that they notice and glorify the Father. Mm-hmm. And so one of our one of the tasks of the church is to show the world God. You know, the, the Christian message, one of the basic Christian messages, God loves you. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. And we're supposed to show them that mm -hmm. um, so that they can see it without question. Yeah. And, um, and, and that's even what some theologians will talk about. You know, we often talk about the Israelites being God's chosen people. Yeah. And, and part of that was this is how God displayed himself to the rest of the world. Yeah. It's like, if you have a relationship with the creator, with Yahweh, you know, Jehovah, whatever word you use that they would have used in that day, this is what that looks like. And yeah. so, so it was a contrast of people who followed and had a relationship with God compared to those who didn't. And so what God was showing is like, because he wasn't just exclusive. There's even in the Old Testament, we see where foreigners and, and people who weren't, you know, native Jews would yeah. come into that. They could come in and be part of that family. Mm -hmm. And it was just an invitation of here's what a relationship with the real God looks like. So yeah. displaying that to the world. And that's one of our number one task is to really show the world God loves them. Um, and it's... Um, the church has had some great ups and downs in that in yeah. that cycle. Uh, there have been times when we don't show that love, but it, yeah. that's really one of our tasks. So that's display. Yeah, display. I mean, that was kind of one of my other questions was about how, like, I thought the word ambassador or witness mm. kind of works as well. Because, I mean, if you look throughout the Bible, like, God is constantly choosing people. Um, I mean, he could do everything that he's asking to be done himself, but he wants us to partner with him and to do it together. And so he's really calling on us to be his hands and feet. And that's the like yeah. display part, yeah. right? Yeah. We're the light of the world. Yeah. You know, where the city won't be, you don't, you know, light a candle and put it under a bush. You set it on a, you set it up so everybody can see it. So it's displays, it's light everywhere mm -hmm. else. And so we're really called to shine our light in the darkness, uh, push back against the darkness. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's all that, like, we should live in such a way that people notice us and go, I want that, mm -hmm. you know, um, that, and if we're not displaying God's love and if our faith doesn't offer something to people, then yeah. why, why would they want it? Yeah. And so, you know, just really thinking about how do we show the world God loves them? How do we display our faith in such a way that it's, you know, attractive? As you're describing that, I'm like thinking to myself, that would be tough. Hence the develop. Let's work towards how are we going to do that? Yep. Um, yep. And then last step is deploy. Right. Go on with that. All right. Well, so we go back to the Great Commission, I guess, is that go. Uh, I have a friend here at the church. Uh, he, he, he told me this, and I just I love these little catchphrases. He said, you realize two-thirds of God is go. Oh, G-O. <laughs> that took me way too long. Two, yeah. Two-thirds yeah. of God is go. Yeah, G-O-D. Uh, yeah, and so, uh, again, we're, we're supposed to be really the best interpretation for that, uh, that word, Go is not the command in the Great Commission. It's make disciples is the command. And that word that, that we usually quote as go is probably best as you go, when you go, wherever you go, as you're going. Mm -hmm. uh, and so like this idea that everywhere we're going. Vamanos. Yeah, is we're, we're taking God with us. We're, we're, we're yeah. on this mission. Um, and one of the things that I, I realize for a long time, the church has been focused on getting people here 
and, and the church was the hub of life. Uh, and we see a giant shift in our society um, from that. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there was a time when the church, you know, was really the pillar of a lot of people's lives, everything else in their life centered around church. Yeah. Um, and we just recognize that's not the case in most of our society. Oh, yeah, it was a central place for like widows and orphans and like for everyone to go get help if they needed it or get resources. Um, we're definitely in a different world than that. Yeah. Yeah, And the church's goal, their, their really goal was to get people to come, get mm-hmm. people to come here. Okay. And, and so it was very centralized. And, and our metrics, how we gauged how well we were doing was based on how many people we had show up. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so what we're trying to do is shift that paradigm and, and like, we want to turn our church into a resourcing and a training place so that as you go, as you go to work. And so, you know, church was, I have my job and I have my hobbies and I have family duties or whatever. And then I have church and it was a component and we did church stuff at church. Yeah. Uh, And and really the idea of a disciple is every part of your life is dedicated to God. So when you're going to work, there's a chance you take God with you. When you go to your hobby, you take God with you. When you go to mm-hmm. your family activities or whatever activities you have, God is always going with you. Yeah. And, yeah. and so we want to deploy. We want to get people to do that. And, and so instead of you being here, well, you're going to have a manual, <laughs> right? Yeah, yep. and, and so they don't have to come to this building to learn about how to be a disciple or how to be a follower, that you can go meet them where they're at. And yeah. again, you know, that pursuing those who are who are leaving the church pursuing those who are outside the church yeah um and uh being in the church that's an important thing and there's a there's a certainly a role for that yeah um that would be in the developing part too but, i mean you yeah. can do that here but so yeah. but yeah we want to you know we're on a mission <laughs> you know we need to yeah. you know it's it, it you kind of think you start off is this a military term well this is kind of a military idea the, the deployment let's let's go into the yeah and, and take back the land Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so these 3D steps, do they have to be done in like chronological order or is there a different way we want to describe this? Well, no, they're, they're not. It's more cyclical, you know, uh, it's more rings, you know, like okay. your development, you learn and you keep learning. So it's not, a, it's not a linear kind of thing. You do this and you do this and you do this. They're, they're, okay. they're like one of the um, – uh, graphics we use in the manual is a set of three kind of interlinked rings. Okay, I'm going to pull that up for the people online. Yeah. So it's these, you know, they, they all connect, uh, and, and they, they strengthen each other and, and they interlock with each other. So we're, as we develop, we, the, we, it helps our, you know, our display. And as we display, we want to go into our world and display. So that's our deployment, which helps us grow in our development. So they all just kind of intermingle. There. Yeah. Rely on each other. So it's not, and then there's not like an end point to this journey then either. No. Nope. No. Okay. Um, is it something that you're going to do solo or is it something that you're going to do differently than by yourself? Um, well, it's important, uh, again, uh, that, you know, there is no such thing as a solo Christian. I mean, I guess there can be, but the intention of community was very important. Um, and so really there's, there's kind of four action steps that we kind of want to encourage people to do. Um, one is, um, 
is really focused. So one is bringing your book. It's just using the manual, especially as we talk about the development stage. Uh, we've tried to, we don't have everything that's Not in book, the Bible. Manual. The manual, Sorry. yeah. <laughs> we don't have everything that's in the Bible, but we have some really core concepts that, that uh, I started off with this question. Um, as a pastor, what would you want everybody to be able to, to know or do to be a disciple? And so I tried to kind of get some real core concepts and kind of lay them out in some kind of fashion that made sense from the first kind of moment of or step in becoming a disciple to its eventual end and, and kind of that's our journey mm -hmm. um, we talk about spiritual formation or a spiritual journey and we kind of all go through that and again it's not a line it's more of a circle mm -hmm. you know you can just kind of keep working There's on different things parts you can of keep, it yeah things yeah. you can keep getting better and better at or but know. uh and so so Having the manual, following the manual, taking your time to write down what you learn, what you hear, what the Spirit's teaching you, and how you'd react to that. That's the first request right. that we have. Right, because previously, I mean, you started to add to our little bulletins at church, like, what did I hear? But those are all like loose, loose leaf pieces of paper, so it's kind of awesome that we have it all spiral bound and you can just take it every time yeah and so then there so then there's accountability with all that because you've yeah. written that stuff down yeah. the, the second action step that we're asking people to do is to consider what we call it we're going to study the idea of koinonia which is a is a greek word to describe christian fellowship or the relationship one disciple has with another mm -hmm. and it's a very special relationship and we're going to we'll do some deep dives into the why and what that looks like and the bible really builds a lot on the need for one another. Um, yeah. it's, it's very much the the church that Jesus built or started was very much community based. Um, and there's a community identity and, and they really builds on that we need one another. Mm -hmm. So one of the steps we want people to do is get, is to somehow get involved in a group. And, and there's a couple of ways to do that. My ultimate goal is what we call a cord. Okay. That's a group of three or four people that kind of get together. It's a really intimate group where they can pray with one another. They can read the Bible and share their life with one another and, and even maybe work through some of the stuff in the manual together. Yeah. And, um, and so we're hoping those will form organically. We're asking people to think about who would I like to share my life with? Whose life would I like to share? Who could strengthen me and help me develop as a disciple? You know, uh, do I need somebody older? Do I need somebody younger? You know, and just kind of build these groups and really seek out accountability, uh, prayer, and, and just kind of helping one another in some really intimate ways. And so yeah. we're going to ask people to, to consider these at least chords. In some, some cases, we may have even some bigger groups yeah. uh, that would last for a while. Yeah. Um, the, uh, um, when I was, I lived in Michigan for a little while, and the church I went to had like the groups. And I can't tell you how much that helped me when I was living in a brand new city where I knew no one, but to have that weekly meeting with these people who just like loved on one another and got to know each other way more than you could in the hour and a half you're in church, which oh, yeah. is like phenomenal. It, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's probably the, uh, the Bible being number one source of spiritual formation, uh, a, a tight group, a group of people who you can really share life with and, and, and experience life and pray for one another and all that kind of stuff. Probably the most second most important develop, uh, tool for developing as a Christian. Yeah, so that's and, deflate, develop. 
so so that's the second part yeah that's where we really develop okay is in that uh display action step is really to help us answer the question how are we going to engage our community okay Uh, so as we think about engaging our community what needs are out there where what opportunities do we have um you know i think my goal in that my personal goal in that is i'll know we've accomplished that when I go back to introducing myself and they're like, oh, I'm Jason. What, what do you do? I'm the pastor. Where at First Baptist? Oh, that's the church that does such and such. ABC, and that's the yeah. church that does such and such. When that's the answer, yeah. and like we have built us reputation with our church that we are blessing our community. They recognize us. They know where we're at and they know yeah. they can always count on us. To, like when something's done in our community, we're there, you know, engaging. And so we've tried to do some crazy things already. And it's back in this past fall. Um, we actually, our, our local football team uh, was going to a district championship, and uh-huh. because it's a combination of schools, um, they can't have a traditional pep rally because half the half of them oh, are at yeah. one school and half of them at another school, and actually it's three different schools. Mm. Oh, yeah, it is. And, yeah. and so, so we housed a pep rally right here. Yeah. We just had the football team in, got them up on the stage, let them tell some speeches, and we clapped. And, you know, because why? Because that's going on in our community. Yeah. And okay. and, and we want to bless our community. We want to re- them to recognize we know you're out there and we care about you. So we want to do something small. Give you a space to have a pep rally. It's, yeah. you know, and uh, I heard one guy said uh, they were talking with somebody about that. And that's kind of outside the box. That's some thinking that's not traditional and i get that yeah but uh somebody said you know there were kids that had never been in a church in their lives that for once were were in a church and 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 have now at least one good memory this church did this for me yeah this church recognized me they did something to bless my life Mm -hmm. and so we've we've done some little thing to again god loves you we we'll do this for you. That would be an awesome thing for the people online to ask their questions or even just like give us some ideas. Yeah. Well, not us, but you know, so that's the action step is just really be thinking about where, and and I think a lot of times people will burden other people. God will burden people about where they can. I see a need. Yeah. Um, and then, and then the, the last step is the last action step. Um, we call it 167 is greater than one. Mm-hmm. It's a little catchphrase that, that I got from uh, another guru, but it's built on this idea. There's 168 hours in a week. Okay. All right. And we're in church one or two of those hours. Yeah. We, we have our worship service important one hour or two hours. If you come to Sunday school, if you have your, if you're part of a cord, you're going to have a third hour that you're meeting with somebody to do Bible study or, or whatever. Those are very, very important hours. But there's 167 hours that you're away from the church. Mm -hmm. And and what we want to kind of change the paradigm is that those 167 hours I'm away from the church are at least more important or at least as important and probably more important than the one hour I'm in church. That one hour is important. Right. But but going into the world and taking Jesus and being that three-dimensional Jesus that yeah that football analogy we talked about in one of the other podcasts yeah, yeah, yeah. that people we don't just tell people about Jesus we don't just show people a picture of Jesus mm-hmm. we do what Jesus would do in yeah. those worlds and so that 167 out there that's where you engage with the lost world the one hour you're here you're you're not surrounded by lost people 
the yeah. 167, you're probably surrounded by a lot of lost people who need that light in their lives. Yeah. And so we just kind of want to, so we're going to try to make sure people have what they, they need to, to make the most of those 167. Actually just this week, um, I, I had a, a person in our church who had led someone to Christ. Um, and, uh, this was in their home, yeah. uh, in, in, a, in a pretty rough situation. Oh, wow. And so, and so they contacted me like, I need some resources cause we're going to start a discipleship okay. relationship. And yeah. I'm like, well, what can, you know, I'm like, well, what do you need? And like, I need this and I need that. And so we were getting them the resources and, and the, the goal isn't just all oh, make them come to church. No, yeah. get that person who's already built the relationship and spoken to this person's life and led them to the Lord, get them what they need so they can help them on their their journey. Yeah. And, and so if, if we were done with the discipleship with the manual already, they were like, well, here's the first step and here's the second yeah. step. They would have that, um, kind of to, to go with right there. And so that's kind of yeah. the ultimate. So those are kind of our, our big asks that yeah, we're going to be trying to do. That's a big flip from what I'm accustomed to. Like you definitely was just sunk into my mind, the idea of like, Oh, just bring them to church. If you want them to know more about God or Jesus or the Bible um, instead of doing it outside of the church. So, yeah, we're going to dig into uh, Ephesians chapter four, uh, where it talks about God gave us apostles and pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Yeah. And so there's your deploy idea that, that, that we are supposed, one of the tasks the church is supposed to be doing is equipping, resourcing the saints, the believers, the disciples. Which we broke down in another podcast. Right, to go and do yeah. the ministry. Yeah. And, and that's out there, not in here. All right. Well, let's go. That brings us to the end of another episode of the 3D Disciple Podcast. Well done. You've taken another step into becoming an intentional disciple of Jesus, and that is no small feat. Don't forget, we really do want your questions. You can text us at 814-334-8426. We ask you to consider following the podcast. That way you can be notified every time a new episode drops. We invite you also to come and worship with us at 1030 a.m. on Sundays. You can join us at our Main Street campus, which is in downtown Clarion, located between the Dunkin' Donuts and McDonald's. Or you can find our online campus on all the platforms like YouTube or Facebook by just typing in FBC Clarion. You can find everything else you need at FBCClarion.com. All the links are found in the description below. I want to take just a moment to thank Hannah, our host today, as well as Brianna, our director-producer behind the scenes. We'll see you next time as we take another step into following Jesus.